actually under the tongue, a few drops under there, having that, I, uh, I'd like to say, give it a go, because it's certainly worked for me. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes, and you are listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to improve our mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Whether it's a dopamine hit on reaching a career goal, a rush of oxytocin from spending time with loved ones, a surge of serotonin from practicing self-care, or a fitness class to send endorphins soaring, everyone's definition of what makes us feel good is very different. Now this next episode is a recording of our first ever virtual event as we adapt to life in lockdown. Our expert panel included Dr. Julie Moltke, a medical doctor specialising in mental health, sleep and stress management, Charlotte Dorman, a holistic health coach, and India Bailey, head of cycle, brand and culture at Core Collective. We discussed how we can practice better self-care by taking control of our body's neurochemistry to live happier, healthier lives. From home workouts to boost endorphins, taking CBD to soothe anxiety, and practicing good nutritional health and sleep habits to increase serotonin. I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and thank you for joining us at Hacking Happiness Live, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing, now with a live audience streamed via Zoom. Now as a courtesy, just to let you know that we are recording this event for a podcast. Um, Before we get started, I just wanted to use this opportunity to say that on behalf of DOSE and all of our partners involved in tonight's event, we stand in solidarity of the black community in the fight against racism and injustice. Everyone, irrespective of the colour of their skin, can benefit from tonight's topic, which is all about how to build better self-care habits in lockdown and beyond. Now, our expert panel includes a medical doctor specialising in mental health, sleep, stress management, um, and a holistic health coach and a fitness pro who will discuss how we can take control of our body's neurochemistry to live happier, healthier lives. From home workouts to send endorphins soaring, to taking CBD to soothe anxiety, and practicing good nutritional health and sleep habits to boost serotonin. Tonight's event is in partnership with CB2, a range of premium quality full spectrum CBD oils and supplements that you can trust. Um, If you have any questions along the way that you'd like to ask our panel, then please feel free to type them in the Q&A function at the bottom of the screen throughout the discussion and we'll come to them at the end. So now I'm going to ask our wonderful panellists to turn on their mics and videos so that they can introduce themselves. I might add that uh, they're all logging in from different parts of the world. We've got someone logging in from Canada, myself in Devon, Sweden and Kent. So Dr. Julie, if you'd like to go first. Uh, Yes, I would love to. I'm really happy to be here this evening. Uh, I'm uh, calling in from Sweden um, where I have a farm, where I run retreats um, and I've been here during lockdown. Um, on a daily basis, I work in the cannabis industry, so I prescribe medicinal cannabis and CBD. Um, and then I also work with stress reduction and um, I use CBD and cannabis, uh, but I also use a lot of other techniques like mind-body techniques, uh, yoga, meditation, breath work. Um, and uh, yeah, then I run retreats here in my farm in Sweden and I work in the wellness industry in the UK. And I have a book coming out about CBD. So if you want to know a little bit about how to start uh, taking CBD, what kind of conditions you can use it for, you can look up my book, A Quick Guide to CBD, which you can find on Amazon. Fantastic. And Charlotte, over to you. Oh, my lovely. I think your mic is still on mute. <laughs> there you are. Sorry. It's okay. So well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Charlotte, and I've been working in natural health for around 18 years in the industry, and I work um, as a health coach and also in natural health PR as well. And I'm a huge fan of CBD and natural products, and um, certainly found many ways to incorporate a little bit of self-care in the crazy world we live in. So I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone tonight. Wonderful stuff. And have we got India available yet? I see it's buffering slightly. Um, she is based in Canada, so I'm hoping there's a strong enough connection. There. Hi, team. There she is. My earphone. Can you hear me okay? My, I don't know what's happening with my sound. It might be a little bit yeah. buff. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you good. 
Okay, perfect. Sorry, I just missed some of that because my sound was out. Do you want to um, restate the question for me? <laughs> just in introduce yourself, my lovely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My name is India. I am the head of brand and culture at Core Collective and the head of Cycle. So I'm in the fitness industry, both from a head office standpoint, but also from um, a trainer standpoint on the ground. So yeah. Wonderful. Okay, it's great to have you all on board. Thank you so much for joining us. So the first question I'd like to put to you all is about fitness. Um, so with lockdown, we've obviously been doing a lot of fitness at, in our homes. So home workouts versus the studio. Which workouts have you been streaming? And how important is exercise to your well-being and happiness? And India, given your expertise in this sector, it'd be great to kick off with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, fitness and its impact on all of us during this time, but just in general as well, um, it is, I mean, so, so, so important to get moving at least 30 minutes every day. For me personally, it's like my love language to myself. Um, It's how I find um, quiet. It's how I get re-energized and it's how I just kind of break up my day a little bit and work my body. It's what makes me feel truly alive. So everyone's a little bit different and, you know, finding what works for you is really, really important. And now given the time that we are able to have, it's great to discover different kinds of exercises that vibrate kind of on the same frequency as you. So whether it be, you know, taking yoga lessons or going for a long run, or even if it's really working your mind using meditation apps or just finding kind of what works for you, I think is best. Wonderful. Um, Personally, like in terms of, you know, studio versus, Uh, At-home workouts, obviously, we've all had to pivot a little bit. I'm used to seeing tons of different faces on a regular basis and sweating with others and being around others really does energize me. But um, what I've been doing is our CCTV uh, live streaming platform, which is amazing. And so I'm able to see all of my favorite instructors with all different kinds of workouts. And I feel like using Zoom for that is great because you're really able to have that sort of connection with the instructor, which sometimes can be lacking on IGTVs or IG Okay, cool. So Julie and Charlotte, before we get to you, I just want to put to our audience that um, a poll may have appeared on your screen asking you Mm -hmm. to decide between home workouts and studio workouts. So um, feel free to to add your favorite choice um, and then we'll come back to this at the end of the question and and see what's the winning answer. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, back to Julie. Like how how do you find that exercise impacts your well-being? Um, so I always loved exercising. Um, when I was younger, I really liked sort of very um, endurance, uh, sort of like strenuous exercise, like running and like running long runs, like 10K, 15K. But I must say that since I came up here to Sweden, the pace of my life, it's just been so nice to be able to take it a notch down. So I, I, the last year I've been like running around the world for um, attending different conferences and, and it's been actually quite like a, a, a stressful year. So just to be able to go on really long walks, like one and a half hours, like, you know, um, meditating. I do yoga in the morning. I'm a yoga instructor as well. But I, I find that these kind of more slow um, forms of exercise are really appealing to me a lot. Uh, especially during this time where I feel that it's been a time for introspection and reflection. And I really enjoyed to, to be able to, to also um, reflect that in my, in my exercises here. So yeah. And Charlotte. Yeah, I've actually uh, (laughs) really enjoyed doing a lot less. I'm normally at a Pilates studio three times a week or doing a bar class. And, uh, you know, I know we were chatting earlier in the week and I was saying, you know, I, I, I used to spend more stress having to run to classes and always get somewhere. And although I absolutely love my classes and I'm really looking forward to going back, the kind of, you know, trying to leave a meeting to get to a class and then to grab some food and then to go home, I haven't had to deal with any of that. And I must admit, I feel a lot better for it. So I think... You know, I really enjoy the interaction. I enjoy it. But what I find being in a class, which you can't get online, is that correction. You know, it's, it's mm. being there and having, you know, the motivation and that teacher. I mean, I've got some amazing, you know, classes I go to. Where I absolutely love the teacher. And I think, you know, they, they know your body and they know what you're capable of or, 
you know, can push you a little bit more. And I think that's where, you know, our addiction to exercise has been maybe a little bit too much where we feel like we've got to be somewhere every day doing a, you know, a 25 pound spin class or something, <laughs> which um, in truth is lovely. It's like almost like a treat. It's like going out for me. Like I don't go out and drink much anymore or socialize like I used to. So my classes were my almost social way, my, for me, a, a release of stress. Mm. Um, and so when I've, when I've been at home, um, the first thought was, the vanity side of me is like, oh my God, I'm going to put on weight. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose, you know, I need to, I need to stay in shape. And then I realized actually if my body's, you know, less stressed, I actually found it's adapted a lot better. But I've really enjoyed something, you know, a lot of the free stuff online, really. I've found there's been so many, and I've got a lot of friends who are fitness instructors of some sort, and I've been saving all their workouts. So I've been doing like mini five minute planks and also, um, I've gone back to the old school. I've gone back to like Cindy Crawford, 90s, like what out, <laughs> which anyone listening to this may be a little too young, but Cindy Crawford, I mean, if you look at her body now, she's, I don't know, late 50s and she's still immaculate. Um, and it's free. It's on YouTube. YouTube's incredible. I mean, literally, you know, I've got loads of, I've got literally a whole load of workout stuff. And I would say to anyone, you know, if this, God forbid this situation happens again, but it's really good to have equipment at home you can use. Like I've got a Pilates circle, I've got some bands, you know, and I've been using those. But I've really tried to take the pressure off myself um, to feel I've had to do too much. But it's been a really nice moderation. I've kind of kept my fitness up, but I've enjoyed not having that rushing to get to a class and changing and, you know, showering and all the stuff you need to do to stay fit. Yeah, nice. Nice answers, guys. Okay, let's just flip back to the poll and see how you voted. So which do you prefer, home workouts or classes? Studio Aww. workouts. Oh, it's, it's quite close. Studio workouts <laughs> is know definitely the winner. Yeah. <laughs> cool Collective is still in service. That's wonderful. Love okay, it. Cool. That's great. So many of you voted too. That's great. Cool. Okay, next question. So according to research by Fitbit, many people are getting more better quality sleep during our new stay-at-home lives. So how has your sleep been affected by lockdown and how can we build healthier sleep habits? Um, so Charlotte, I think this is a good one for you to start on. Yeah, okay. So I have always struggled with sleep since I've been a child. I've got quite a hyperactive mind. And when I read those articles that say you must get seven and a half hours sleep a night uh, because you're going to die or have wrinkles or whatever it may be, it always worries me. And um, I had to come to terms a long time ago that I am not a great sleeper and, you know, it, it's just the way I am, you know, naturally I'm quite hyper and I, and I don't actually know many people, but about three other people who are like me, who are very, like very light sleepers. So mm. what I've, what I've enjoyed mainly with lockdown is being able to have a routine. So, um, that, you know, not coming in one minute this time and that time and doing different, you know, going out all the time. So I've found that getting into bed and I feel so relaxed compared to how I normally do. Um, and I think this this way of being, that sort of routine you can get into will definitely be something I continue beyond lockdown when we get um, to be able to go back to normal life. Yeah. But some of the things I've found have been really helpful, um, and I've had a lot of people message me, loads of people say they've been struggling to sleep a lot. Like, and I think that's purely on the fact that a lot of people haven't, you know, aren't, aren't exercising enough. You know, they're having, they're actually sitting around a lot more. Where, whereas, so I've been suggested quite a few things for people that they can do. Um, one of them in particular is take CBD. I mean, that's something I absolutely swear by. I use that pretty much all the time to help me unwind. Um, giving up drinking, that's very helpful. If, you, if you've been doing a lot of that during lockdown, alcohol does disrupt your sleep. So that's a good way to, um, you know, ensure you get better sleep. But I think um, generally a wind down routine, I think we really need that I, um, you know you might be someone who's on social media a lot in the evenings and I think that's gone up for a lot of people they're there you know trying to you know be online a lot but um yeah I think sleep for me has improved but for a lot of people I would say I've heard more people saying they're not sleeping as well than I have heard good yeah. sleep but yeah I mean I've got endless tips to do I mean things I give people all the time to try out and use and I seem to get a lot of people come to me who have got sleep problems and 
I normally tend to give them the same protocol as like magnesium, which is brilliant. So having a bath of magnesium. And if you can't bathe in magnesium, then you can use a cream or you can even use a foot bath. So if you don't a bath type of person, get a bath and put magnesium flakes in there. Mm. Also, um, if you're a high wired person, like a high kind of frequency anxiety person, then definitely using things like um, uh, herbs, like adaptogens, like ashwagandha and tulsi and shatavri that calm down the nervous system and rhodiola, they're very good to help our bodies adapt to stress. And also food and the foods you're eating, just pulling back on too many stimulating kind of, you know, chocolate at bedtime and, you know, having a little healthy snack like an oat cake with peanut butter can be really good to help boost serotonin levels up as well. Mm. But, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Everyone's very different with their sleep. You know, we think it's all the same, but actually a lot of people fall to sleep really easily, but they wake up in the night um, or they, you know, wake up too early. I love my, um, you know, apps that help create these lovely, beautiful noises. So like whether it's calm, uh, white noise, and also one of the best tips you can do is have a blackout curtain. Like mm. really make your room dark because that way you don't get the light coming in and waking you up early. So, but I think for a lot of people when they, you know, get back to a normal commute, if that, if when as when that happens, you know, getting up early can be quite challenging. But I am, I am literally, I've got, I could talk about sleep all day. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some great tips in there. Thank you, Charlotte. So before we get to Julie and India, I just want to put to the to the audience again another poll: Has your sleep improved during lockdown? So yes or no. We'll come back to that at the end of the discussion. But uh, in the meantime, Dr. Julie, how how has your sleep been affected during lockdown? Yes, thank you, Hetty. Um, so I usually sleep quite well. Um, in times when I'm um, a bit stressed, I, I find it hard to fall asleep. Um, uh, but I actually also work a lot with sleep and I've been doing several webinars during this time. So I would say Charlotte came with a lot of uh, incredible tips. Um, and um, I think that just to add to those tips, um, two of my favorite ones when you like uh, when you are in bed so like uh, after you took your magnesium supplements and after you took your cbd and when you're in bed and you still can't sleep um there are a couple of things that you can do and um one i actually only discovered recently um and it's this american um neuroscientist who's also a hypnotherapist and he discovered back in the 70s i think this way of self-hypnosis so when you're closing your eyes, um, you know, the most common reason for um, insomnia is actually anxiety or like stress and the mind that's racing. So which is what CBD can also help with. But this is like something you can do if you don't have CBD in your home. Um, and so you close your eyes and usually you will get all these thoughts. So, oh, yeah, tomorrow I have this meeting and then I have to call uh, old granddad and uh, I wonder if there's any groceries left, any toilet paper in the, in the stores, all that. And so what you do is that you start uh, counting two-digit numbers um, and this just do this for your sort of like inner eye. You count, you count 17... 88 and you just keep on doing this and like the mind will naturally a little bit like meditation sort of like go back to your thinking and when when this happens you just go back to counting and this is uh, challenging enough to sort of like keep the mind um like busy but also it's simple enough for you to very quickly drift off to sleep and both my partner and i have been using it during lockdown when we had sort of like when things came up with work that made us like agitated or like that made us unable to sleep. We both tried this and it's just like, you know, the next day we've been, ah, th I actually did fall asleep mm -hmm. because some of these exercises, they, you know, you try them and then they don't work and you're back with the stressed mind. But this one I can really recommend. Um, and then if that doesn't work and you have been in bed for 20 minutes, the best tip is really to get up. So if you like most research is suggesting that after these 20 minutes, your mind is too frustrated to really fall back asleep again. So the best thing to do at that point is to get out, go make yourself a, a sort of like a chamomile tea, mm -hmm. a lavender tea, something calming. 
maybe reading a book really don't go on your phone don't look at work emails mm -hmm. but like do breathing exercises maybe one sh small yoga pose and then try to go back to bed so these are like two things you can do when you're in bed and, and you have a hard time awesome thank you um and yeah. india yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that were covered there. So some of it might be reiterations, but for me, um, as my flat knows, flatmate knows really, really well, uh, sleep is very much sacred to me, um, especially having to get up at all different kinds of hours. And so finding that, you know, seven and a half to eight hours for me is like very, very crucial to be able to perform properly. Um, so do the magnesium flakes. I'm obsessed with baths, <laughs> like a must. Um, but also having like lavender spray for your pillows helps me a lot. And in terms of like any activities that I do when I can't sleep, because again, like I have a very, very overactive mind, I always journal before bed. And I write down the things that, you know, I was able to accomplish that day that I was really proud of myself for things that pushed me in the right direction to where I want to go. And oftentimes I just go over in my mind and over in my mind, you know, what can I do? What, what are my controllables? What do I not have, you know, control over? So it's just writing those things down and being like, all right, this is what I accomplished today. These are the things I'm really proud of myself for. And these are the things that I learned from today. And this is how I'm going to progress moving forward. And then just writing a little to-do list with everything that's in my mind. I just like to get it down on paper so that it's just there. Um, and even if I'm trying to go to bed and I keep getting up, I just write it down. And that way I feel like I will remember it. That way I feel like it's out of my mind. It's kind of a sense of purging those things that you don't have control over or that you want to action the next day. So that's something that works for me. Nice, really nice points there. Many are turning to CB2, CBD oils and supplements to help them find their natural rhythm. I've been using CB2, CBD oil for over a year now and I find it really helps me with public speaking. It quells the butterflies in my stomach and makes me feel less nervous. CB2 is premium full spectrum CBD oil crafted to the highest standards from plant to bottle. Made in Switzerland, using a patented extraction method and bottled in the UK, CB2 CBD oil is independently tested for CBD that you can enjoy with confidence. Visit cbii-cbd.com for 30% off using the code SELFCARE30 on full-size oils and supplements. Okay, back to our poll. Has your sleep improved during lockdown? Yes or no? Let's see. How you voted? Oh, it's pretty even. It's yeah, it's almost 50-50. 52% said yes, 50% said no. So yeah, I mean, we all have good days and bad days, don't we? Let's, let's be honest. Okay, so sales of CBD are booming during lockdown. Um, why do you think this is? And do you use CBD? And if so, how does it help you? I know we've touched on this a little bit already. Charlotte, you mentioned you, you take it. Um, but mm -hmm. Ju Julie, if you'd like to start, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so... Uh, for me personally, um, obviously, I have, I use CBD. Uh, it would be strange if I was if I haven't tried it since uh, I work with it constantly. But um, I don't use it when I'm feeling like sort of like well balanced. So at the moment, um, I I use it when I have my period because it helps with uh, sort of like period pain and like in mood with PMS. Um, but I, I don't uh, use it on a daily basis. Um, then like talking about uh, CBD and uh, sort of like you know, the, the, the effects of it and why it's really great for especially this period of time is that um, like from psychology studies like that are dating way back like to the 50s and 60s, we know that um, major changes like major live events um, are, are usually um, associated with a lot of stress and this is even for positive events like weddings and having a child uh, so it's probably no surprise that uh, mental health issues ha have been rising because now we have uh, a, a situation which no one has seen before and where um, like uh, there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of stress about fin finances and jobs and you know even health and maybe you have vulnerable um grandparents if you're not vulnerable yourself so 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 there can be a lot of reasons why there would be a, why you would feel more stressed or more more anxious 
Um, and, um, and so the way that CBD works in the brain is by interacting with our endocannabinoid system, which is uh, an incredible system, which is basically controlling almost every function in our body or keeping the homeostasis, which is keeping the balance in the body. Um, and it also works with the serotonin system. Um, so the serotonin, the serotonin system is uh, involved with the mood and uh, it, it, that's not working when you are feeling depressed or uh, it's out of balance when you have anxiety. So, so CBD is incredible because it can actually go in and kind of like help us even out these two systems. Um, and that's why uh, in, in a recent survey that I did, I found that like more than 40% uses CBD for stress or sleep or anxiety. So, so these are really some of the main, um, main mental health issues that you, that, that you can use CBD for. So I think it makes sense that it's booming sales. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And India, um, do you use CBD at home? Yes, yes, I do use it. I primarily use it in the evenings, um, part of my uh, part of my whole process of going to bed, <laughs> my mm-hmm. sacred sleep. But um, yes, yeah, so I typically take it in the evening, and I will take it as more reactionary. So I'll take it if I feel really stressed and I know I'm going to have a hard time getting to bed, especially if I have an early morning class. Um, so with yeah, sleep and anxiety, for sure, if there's a situation at work or something that I'm feeling really anxious about, then I will take it as well during the day, but primarily in the evenings from a physical standpoint, I will take it to combat like inflammation or any joint pain I might feel if I'm, you know, overexerting my body. Mm. which I find is really, really helpful. Wonderful. And Julie, just going back to you, um, can you build up a tolerance to CBD? And how do we know if we're getting the right dose? So um, um, we don't, um, from like the scientific evidence so far, have any evidence to suggest that you build up a tolerance. You can do that more so to THC. Um, and But with CBD, it's quite common that people are just using the same dose um it, it doesn't make you dependent uh, there is um there's really no risk of addiction to cbd so so that's um that's not to worry about that um finding the right dose is somehow a, a trial and error but i would say that the the normal dose for for most people who are suffering with sort of mental health issues is between 25 to 50 milligrams I would say that, of course, it depends on your um, admit, like the, the way you uh, use CBD. If you're vaporizing, if you're using oils, if you're using capsules, whether you're using a topical. But um, but I generally uh, find that like doses between 10, 25 to 50 milligrams uh, spread out um, over the day or in one dose if you're just using it for sleep um, are, are usually effective. Um, these are at least for the mental health conditions. Then when it comes to uh, things like uh, pain and inflammation, um, most evidence suggests that you need quite higher doses. And for example, when it comes to things like epilepsy, where where CBD is approved in the name of Ibudialix to treat children with epilepsy, then it's like really high doses. So Mm -hmm. like five milligrams per kilo. So you come up in like several hundred milligrams. Yeah. Um, but but I would say for the average user who just wants to to sort of have the general benefits of CBD, um, try to try to 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 sort of um, experiment with the dose between 25 to 50. And the FSA has um, recommended not to take more than 70 milligrams per day. Okay. And how do we know if we're sourcing yeah. the best quality CBD? Yes, is that for me as well? Yes, if that's um, so you're on a roll here. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm on a roll. Um, so you want to make sure that it's um, a serious brand that has quality control and um, who is um, who is also um, making the quality control results from a third party available on their website. So, so usually that's something you can go for. Like you can go to to whichever like trusted company and and look at their website. And see if it's possible to to see some of uh, mm-hmm. of these um, tests where you can see the amounts of cannabinoids. Yes. You can see uh, it, it, this sort of like traces of uh, other minor cannabinoids, terpenes. Uh, 
and this is a this is a good indicator that it's a serious company who also does this uh, quality control wonderful that's super helpful to yeah. know thank you okay so um, we touched on serotonin earlier um specifically charlotte i think you mentioned through diet um 90 percent of our serotonin is produced in the gut so how important is nutritional health and specifically gut health to our happiness and our well-being yeah, good question. I, mean, I think that's become our new obsession now, the guts. Like everyone talks about gut health. It used to be brain and skin and, yeah. you know, but the gut is now this big topic. And, um, you know, it's beyond bloating and just having a flat tummy. It's what we're eating and what, how, how that's affecting our gut. And I think, yeah, for a long time, people never really realized. They thought what you, you know, your brain was involved with everything that to do with your mood. And actually, mm. you know, we all know when you've got a stomachache or you've got an upset tummy, how you feel, you know, after that, you know, um, mm. I've given up drinking and I must admit, you know, that was one of the things I noticed after alcohol, you know, my serotonin was like on the floor, you know, you felt really low and anxious mm. and a bit, that sort of post-drinking blues. And that, and that just shows how, you know, alcohol does kill off, you know, a lot of our, you know, good bacteria in the gut and it affects our serotonin levels. Um, it's really important that people look after their gut, particularly if they have got issues around mood and low mood. I'm not saying that's going to fix everything, you know, looking after your gut will mean you're not going to suffer with depression or something like that. But it is important. Everyone who's in wellness has kind of touched on that before to say we need to be aware of what we're doing. So, you know, it's really challenging when you are going through a, a, a low mood or depression or feeling a bit flat to reach for those foods that give us that instant lift, like a, you know, white bread and, you know, alcohol and sugary foods but actually really do impact the serotonin produced by the gut because the, the, the more your bacteria is out of whack and the more, mm. you know, uh, gut you know, gut issues we have, the less chance we have of good serotonin. So those food, foods that boost our mood, you know, things like oats and fiber and stuff that feed the friendly bacteria in the gut, they will help us get more serotonin. Um, mm. You know, it's it's really good to spend some time looking that up and you know, reading some really good books. There's many books now on gut health that are coming out, great topics, great people to follow on Instagram who are experts mm. in that area. Probiotics are really important, things like kefir, you know, you can go to a health store, you don't have to spend a fortune, but, you know, taking it for like two to three months, I think a probiotic will really help your body, um, you know, create that friendlier space for the bacteria in your gut and it will help an impact on mood. But I really think, you know, for people that are struggling, you know, we hear this a lot in our society, anxiety, anxiety. If you are struggling, I mean, I, I'm someone who suffered with anxiety a, a lot, you know, and, um, and that's just because of the nature of who I am. I worry about everything. I worry about everyone else. And I worry about everything about my life. And, um, you know, I, and I have that self-care around that because I'm very empathetic to other people and very compassionate. And it's just making sure that you, you know, ease into that. So, yeah, CBD, if you are someone who suffers anxiety, that is going to be a really good solution to you. Eating a diet that will help you stay balanced. Mm -hmm. So feeding yourself with those foods you know, don't skip meals, eat when you can, you know, don't drink too much alcohol. And if you do be mindful of what you're drinking, you know, so you're not actually killing off that, you know, bacteria, a really good tip mm. to get some serotonin is, you know, which everyone understands we have to eat protein, we have to eat carbohydrates, having protein throughout the day is important. <laughs> if you struggle to sleep, and if you are someone str struggling with low mood, I read this amazing book once called potatoes rather than Prozac. And it basically explains the importance of having a little carbohydrate snack before you go to bed at night to release tryptophan, which is what we need for serotonin. And that's what I'm saying, that oat cake or a tiny little, you know, bit of toast or something will help your body create that release of tryptophan, which will help you sleep. And it's a feel-good feel chemical in the mind. So again, the CBD and stuff mm. is important. But look after your gut, you know, take probiotics, have some kefir, be mindful because your gut, you know, we all say gut feeling, you know, we, we can feel things with our body, you know, we are very intuitive. And the more you get into yourself, the more intuitive you feel. And, you know, the serotonin, which we need, will, is essential for us to feel good, to prevent food cravings, you know, mood swings, sleeping, that's all going to be important. So yeah, research into it. it's a really good topic and definitely worth always looking after your gut health. 
Nice. Which brings us on to the next question, which we're going to put to our poll. Have you experienced anxiety during lockdown? Yes or no? Let us know. And we'll come back to that at the end of the discussion. Um, in the meantime, India, have you have you been experiencing more anxiety than usual? Um, yeah, it's a different kind of anxiety, I would say. You know, being mm-hmm. used to just being on the hamster wheel 24-7, it's just kind of like a byproduct of just racing around, you know? So taking that shift and pivoting into a more relaxed and, you know, more controlled pace of life, I have Mm. felt anxiety just because I felt like I wasn't doing enough because you're like, I, so that's my comfort zone. So adapting to something a little bit less crazy and chaotic has been anxiety causing for me personally but it's just shift mm. my mentality, right? You're, you're in a position now where you either choose to shift and change or you're just gonna keep repeating. So for me, it's actually been a great time for reflection and to really think about how I want to pace my life and you know, developing patience, which has always been tough for me. Um, in terms of like what I'm eating and things like that, I've tried more like intermittent fasting and I know that this is very different for everyone um, and it, you know, it's not a one size fits all situation, but I used to get very anxious in the evening, which is what I've, you know, now transferred over to having a bit more of a sacred time before I go to bed. Um, and I would eat a lot before going to bed. And so now I've kind of stopped myself around like six 30, um, and then just started drinking more liquids and tea. And in the morning, it's kind of like my time machine to breakfast breakfast a lot. Um, and that's when I kind of need the most amount of energy is kind of like in the morning and in the afternoon. So, um, that's really, really worked for me. Um, I feel a lot more calm when my digestive system isn't like working during that time, but that's just me personally. Um, and that's really worked for me along with yes, CBD and drinking just a ton of water. Um, but yeah, anxiety definitely does still show up in my life. Um, but it's just about being, taking that extra moment and assessing, you know, why, why am I anxious right now? What are the controllables here? What can I slowly get through? And, you know, slowly bringing those off your to-do list um, and then just taking action, but just in a more peaceful way. And I've learned to adapt a little bit more to that. So. Yeah. I'd like to bring something into that actually, because I think, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now and I've, and I, and and I feel like I've got a lot more wealth of knowledge because when I was younger and anyone younger listening to this, you know, I spent most of my 20s thinking, right, I need to do what that person's doing. I need to do what that person's doing. I need to do that. You know, and, it, and I've read that book. Now I've got to do this and I've got to juice and I've got to do yoga and I've got to do that. And, and you know what? You really, and I think everyone I've spoken to during this period, yes, we've got our anxiety about, oh my God, you know, everyone has little worries going on, but really tuning in to you is really key. Yeah. If you think you're supposed to be doing a 10 day meditation challenge and you feel like going and doing a run and listening to dance music, do it. If you feel like you know doing some press-ups or boxing because you've got that anger, we are different every day. And I think that's key. And I think we get very caught up in this, I must be or I must do this way. And you know, if I could go back to my younger self, I would have said, you know, you don't need to, you know, do a gratitude, you know, a gra- I used to do it every night, right? I've got to do my gratitude every night and I've got to do this every morning, and then I need to be doing that and this, and, and it and it becomes exhausting. And I think in wellness sometimes the more well you want to be the more we get more stressed you know oh my god I've not had five portions of fruit today I don't know what I'm gonna do like I've got to try and you know just calm everything down because that anxiety that is being caused often is the I must do better and I must be better and I must sleep more longer in hours just really give yourself I sometimes speak to myself like a little child I'm like okay let's just chill out Yeah. So I just, sorry to interrupt, but I just really feel passionate about that, that just try to not listen to 500 voices and as much as we're all talking, giving our advice, but take it, write it down, think, you know what, magnesium baths don't work for me. I like a cold shower. Great. That's yeah. you. And I think that's yeah. important. Yeah, nice. Let's look at the poll then and see, have you experienced anxiety during lockdown? Yes or no? Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of us, which is unsurprising. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over 80%. Okay, great. I'm just conscious of time. So we'll move to the next question, which is about giving back to others and how this gets our happy hormones firing too. Mm. Serotonin and dopamine specifically. Um, And it can also make us feel more purposeful, connected and grateful for our own lives. So how have you been showing acts of kindness um, personally and professionally in your lives? Julie, how about you to start? Um, Well, um, 
I, I just got a little bit anxious there because did you hear that my um, my YouTube channel suddenly started playing something? Or was that just me? <laughs> oh my, um, really? I'm I'm anxious because of the sun like interrupting my background. <laughs> oh my, okay, so I'm so like anxious. Suddenly in my speakers there was just like a lot of noise and I could feel my stress hormones <laughs> rising. But no, it is true. Given like doing these, uh, especially when you feel stressed out yourself. Um, and it, like having a bad day can really be turned around by sort of like trying to uh, connect to to friends or family and realizing that we all deal with our own um, personal struggles and 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 that like especially when we when we then see what's happening in America at the moment and um, like the, the protests that are going on, you just realize that like we have so much. Um, to give each other as, as a community um, and um, I think for me it's been um, like really wonderful to be able to uh, host these webinars and like connect with people that way because I've been like isolated here in Sweden um, but also I've just been sort of like sending little presents to my friends like when they had birthdays and um, making sure to sort of like call my mom who is living on her own and like all these little things where I felt that it's basically just authentic connection is what I've sort of felt really important for me because I feel I've been actually working really hard during this time because it's been really wonderful to be able to focus there hasn't been any distractions but also um, but also then take that time to just call a friend or you know, speak to family. And, and I think that's been really wonderful. Yeah. Nice. And India, how about you? Yeah, I think it's, you know, twofold. From from like a prof more professional standpoint, I think, you know, it's really looking and being like, what are my, you know, tangible skills? What are my platforms that I have? Like, what's my voice? Like, how can I utilize these things during this time for people that might need it a little bit more? Um, so I actually had never done really online classes before. So when I started doing them, obviously they're by donation at the beginning. And I think, you know, some people are able to donate, which is great. And then if others can't, it's just basically we're all coming together as a community and facilitating these moments, these, you know, 30 minute, 45 minutes where we all come together. And I've been able to witness, you know, I grew up in Mexico. And so I have my friends from Mexico, my friends from Canada, and then some from the yeah. gym and they all come together. Yeah. And you're like, this is my community that is here sweating together, taking this time to work on themselves. And I just think that kind of energy is just so infectious. And just for me, I'm like, I want to do this all the time every day because I feel connected. I feel like I'm able to provide something to other people using my skills and, you know, what I've, what I've been growing for the past few years. And that's been ex extremely rewarding for me to kind of, yeah, use your platform and use, use what you can to be able to help um, when you're able to, I think is really important. And I hope that that continues as we, you know, trans transfer over coming out of lockdown but from a more personal standpoint I think it's just taking the time again like I said you know getting off that hamster wheel and going down to the store and going to the post office and meeting you know the man who's there every day and you kind of just have that interaction and that exchange but you just don't have enough time to sit there and be like hey how you doing like how's your family so for me it's actually being able to expand that sense of neighborhoodness neighborhoodly mm -hmm. you know community which has been really really important or you know the doorman where you know you learn a little bit more about them and even just taking the time to smile more just smiling at everybody that you see for me it's been yeah kind of transformative and, and really rewarding so yeah yeah nice cool and and just touching on the other hormone oxytocin which is often linked with like social bonding connection how can we make sure we're getting enough of that when we're going through this period of social distancing so maybe Julie this is one for you yeah I mean oxytocin is a very interesting uh, hormone because in the beginning we thought it was primarily um, like a hormone that was um, secreted during um, childbirth um, and when a woman is uh, breastfeeding um, and it does it is responsible for creating this incredibly strong connection straight away between mother and child but now we also know that there are many other things that are triggering oxytocin release um, and um, 
being called a bonding home and actually just like spending uh, like time on a phone call with someone can uh, release oxytocin. Um, sex releases oxytocin. Uh, so if you do have a partner, that's a way um, to, to, to get some oxytocin and, and feel more connected. Um, touch, so massage, light stroke, um, going to get acupuncture, um, but um, but also uh, physical exercise uh, also releases oxytocin. So there are many there are many ways in which we can get an oxytocin release, um, and um, and and yeah, I would say like just a five ten ten minutes massage is actually a great way. So whether it's your partner or your roommate, um, uh, that is a, a nice way to sort of like just get that uh, little connection. Cool. So speaking of sex, um, let's talk about CBD and intimacy. Um, so how, how can CBD boost our sex lives? I know, Charlotte, this is something you feel quite strongly about. Yeah, well, I I, <laughs> I mean, look, I think, it's, I think it's actually a really important part. I mean, I think, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of women in particular, when, when stress is, is, is high on the agenda and you're thinking about, you know, bills to pay and jobs to do, uh, it can be hard to to connect to your partner and really get into yourself as well. And I think we can all do things, you know, we can all kind of like get accomplishment by actually being in that, you know, we can all do yoga and do the positions, but if you're actually in yourself and you really get in the zone, it's a different state of being. And I think with sex, I mean, I, as I said, I've given up drinking and, um, you know, one of my ways of unwinding would be, you know, a couple of glasses of wine and, you know, well, let's get in the bedroom and you feel a bit more kind of leaving the work worries behind. And actually, um, you know, a lot of people have that. We use alcohol as a way of unwinding and CBD, I, I've been, I was using it and I thought, well, I'm going to give it a go in the bedroom and see how it goes. And actually what I found was um, using it just before you have the intimacy, um, I found my body was very relaxed and I, what I noticed for me personally and a few other people I started talking to about this and particularly people I know who do struggle with anxiety and I don't have any anxiety around sex it was more a case of just my brain was elsewhere or just trying to unwind and it really improved the orgasms <laughs> mm -hmm. I found for me it was like the the intensity of it but the release which of course is your oxytocin and it is very good for you and, um, you know, that's been the thing during lockdown that actually I have had a bit more time on my hands to get into bed with my partner, you know, rather than like going out, socializing, getting back at midnight. And then by the time you've got your makeup off, you're just like, oh, you know, I just want to go to sleep because I've got a class in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, I'm feeling more relaxed. And I think it's a really good way because it's, it's certainly for a lot of women, an area where they feel, and men, and I think men and women, you know, we, we have our it's almost like you need to get into a meditation state where you're really unwinding because a very healing and supportive thing you can do for yourself if you are in a, a healthy relationship where you have that. But um, mm -hmm. I would say from the research I've found and the people that have been using that before, I know there's an amazing list of products now using CBD, you know, internally, externally for all sorts of things, but actually under the tongue, a few drops under there, having that, I, uh, I'd like to say give it a go because it certainly worked for me. <laughs> nice. And, and how about you, India and Julie? Have you, have you had the same uh, I have tried it specifically for that, um, but I can understand and I can totally get that aspect of just coming out of your mind. I think, you know, mm. sex is such a mental thing as well. If you're mentally not there, um, especially for women, yeah. it's very difficult. Mm to like really just break down those barriers and be like, I'll think about that later. I'm being present in this moment. And I think, you know, the way that I utilize it for anxiety or for sleep, it's really just releasing those kind of external things that you're not wanting to worry about anymore. So I can definitely see how that would be a thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. for giving it a go for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I agree to what Charlotte is saying. I think that's sort of like one of the main reasons why CBD can help enhance your sex, your sex life is probably because it makes you less stressed and anxious. And, um, and I mean, it's really difficult to 
um, to have like uh, an intimate sex life if your amygdala is firing away like and and so mm. so I would say it, it's it's a little bit like um, CBD does to the mind what meditation is also doing to the mind it makes it more spacious it gives it more space where you can kind of like open up to a bigger more relaxed um, sort of picture where um, everything is uh, a little bit muddy when you're stressed out there's just like all these thoughts going around like it's a glass of water full of mud and it suddenly when you take cbd or you meditate or do these kind of like exercises that activates the parasympathetic nervous system it everything clears a little bit so i, I agree and then of course it's fun there are many of these like uh, loops with cbd and and i always um uh, think that bringing in a little bit of, of, of sort of like fun and playfulness into your sex life is a great idea. So where the CBD actually works to give you a, a, a greater uh, orgasm on a sort of like cellular <laughs> level, who cares as long as you, you're having, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've tried them. Some of them are nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. So just to wrap up, so what learnings and tools can you take away from your lockdown experience to help you prepare for your return to normal life? Um, India, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I know that some of this is like repetition, but I just think, you know, having more patience and setting boundaries for yourself has been a big one for me. I think, you know, there's so much power in saying yes. And, and, you know, most of the opportunities that have been granted to me in my life um, have been because I've just been fearless in saying yes. But there's mm. also there's power in saying no. <laughs> and I think, you know, developing some sort of boundary for yourself so that you're able to properly, you know, fulfill work that you're doing. Because sometimes you just have fingers in all these different pots. And so you're not actually giving the attention to the actions that you're doing in the moment. So it's about patience and and being present in the moment for me has been major um mm. and pa practicing a bit of gratitude you know i think th there's a lot of talk about this but for me writing in my journals at the at the end of every day is you know i built that habit and it's something that's made me feel a lot more grateful and a lot more at peace um and just you know, taking inventory of your accomplishments, I think is major as well. I think a lot of the time, you know, we're like, great, that's done, moving forward, let's go. And just taking a little bit of, just to slow down and really look at your life and, and be proud of yourself. So for me, that's been, uh, yeah, those are some big takeaways for me. Nice. And Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I really, I've just written down a couple of things in the sense, picnics. I've literally loved picnics. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm literally says to my boyfriend, we are gonna become like professional picnickers. Like we're gonna have like all the kit, kit ready to go because we've we've basically loved finding new places to go for walks. Obviously, as it opened mm -hmm. up, we could go and be outside a bit more. You know, it was like right, where can we go for a walk? Where's an amazing view? Like we'd be going and getting, you know, my alcohol-free wine, which I've got plenty <laughs> at the moment, um, yeah. and just grabbing like you know some little bits and going for picnics. And it's. A, saved me a fortune. I mean, I keep looking at my bag balance going, hello, there's still money in there. This is amazing. Because it's not yeah. going on me grabbing food all the time. It's allowed us to really think, actually, we used to just go and willy-nilly eat out. We packed two flasks of tea. You know, we've got little cakes, and I've been cooking a lot more than I normally would because that's been a real pleasure for me is getting, is making things. You know, my, my, I, I honestly, like, that is the one thing that I'm, like, definitely cooking saving money so go for picnics say to your friends right let's go for a walk and a picnic because we don't yeah. need to go to lavish restaurants with the latest juice bar and acai berry bowls that cost us god knows how much money and all the things we do you know mm. outdoor eating you know enjoying those simple pleasures in life like just going out and hanging out with your you know like almost like a student again you know it's like yeah. and and actually i've really enjoyed it so i'd say definitely you know, don't be afraid to say, I really like this way of being. Let's go for picnics, have walks out, you know, cook food, prep. And, you know, a little bit more on what you were saying, India, like, you know, boundaries and and pivoting is the word you use. You know, saying, you know, I actually, I really don't want to be doing that. And I want to, you know, look at your life a bit more and say, I don't want to be commuting all the time. Speak to your work and say, you know, hey, I've been amazing while I've been working from home. Um, would you consider me doing this? Because I'd love to do more stuff from home. It's a great opportunity to renegotiate and look at your life and say, 
this has been amazing. I feel so much better as a person doing this. And I would like to continue that way because I've heard a lot of positive things that a lot of people are saying about having that time. So yeah, picnicking and renegotiations, I think. <laughs> That's yeah. what I did say. Amazing. And Julie? Yeah, I think you guys, um, Charlotte and India, you touched some really great points. And just to sort of like build onto those, like um, I, I agree that it's probably been a time for many of us to get more in contact with our inner compass. So sort of um, this time for introspection has probably made many people realize what really matters. And so like stick to these values because you, they are um, ultimately the only things that can guide you. I mean, there are never going to be um, any external uh, values uh, or other people's ideals that are going to be able to guide you to live a happy life. Um, so, so, um, so that has definitely been for me, I've been sort of like weeding out a lot in, in my life during lockdown and there are many things that I'm not going to let back in. Mm. Um, and, um, and then I think another one is really kindness and compassion and especially compassion towards oneself. I've been working mm. a lot with a meditation teacher who's called Tara Brack and she works a lot with, um, uh, the concept of, of compassion um, and compassion-based meditations. Um, and it's basically just getting in contact with these feelings of kindness towards oneself. And I think that this is really easier when you have more time and more like peace and quiet. And I think I will really try for myself to, to bring that forward into life when it's also more busy. And I hope that other people will do that too, because I think we're, if we're kind to ourselves then we will also be kind to others. Agree. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, a lovely way to end it, guys. <laughs> Thank you for being such wonderful panelists. It's yeah. been a very inspiring discussion. Yes. Yeah, and I think we have a few minutes to answer questions. In fact, I'm just going to check now to see because it seems like we've had a lot of questions coming through over the course of the talk. So we don't have time to answer them all. Um, but so here are just a couple. So somebody said, I'm thinking of starting to take CBD oil to help with anxiety. Is it likely I may feel more anxious when first taking it before I start to feel the benefits? So, yeah, I can answer no, uh, that, that. Um, there might be a short period where you still feel your anxiety until you reach that um, effective dose that's going to work for you. Um, but uh, I, I haven't really heard of uh, people who, who feel more anxious. Okay. Lovely. Um, next question. I would really appreciate your advice on coping with bereavement, which I'm going through at the moment, as well as having to deal with lockdown. Particularly my sleep is being affected by bad dreams and getting off to sleep is almost impossible because my mind just won't turn off. I would normally try exercising, but due to the added stress, I now have a bad head cold. I don't have a bath, so I can't relax that way. It isn't just the stolen sleep that is the problem. It's trying to cope in general. I would appreciate any holistic self-care advice you can give. So maybe Charlotte, one for you? Yeah, I mean, one of the herbs which I swear by is the ashwagandha. Um, I use Pucker's ashwagandha because it's a kind of full spectrum uh, plant. Um, it does help the body cope with stress and anxiety um, through its adaptogenic uh, properties. So that, I would say, is good. And also finding a, a supplement, like a B vitamin supplement you can use, it's going to give your body that support because if you're going through a lot of stress your adrenal glands are probably you know overworked but it is you know and, and really trying to just calm the mind using an app like a you know meditation or just calming music to help relax you it's a very difficult thing going through something like that and your emotions are going to crop up at all different times also some people think they're a little bit woo woo I personally love them but flower remedies are brilliant for settling emotions so Australian bush flower remedies or bark flower remedies. There are ones specific like rescue remedy and the calming remedies. Using those can really help settle those emotions and really help you feel a little bit more able to, you know, move through that process easier, more easy. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, and the last one, is there a difference between hemp oil and CBD oil? What is a good place to start with these as I always get a bit overwhelmed with the options out there? 
Um, Julie, maybe? Yes, uh, I would like to answer that one. So uh, hemp oil is not necessarily containing CBD. So hemp oil can actually just be containing the 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 hemp from the, the fibers of the, of the cannabis plant. Um, and you can also uh, get hemp oil with, with CBD in it. So what you want to go for is CBD oil. Um, and this can be isolated uh, or broad spectrum. That's what's legal here in, in the UK. Um, as long as it's a major brand, um, I would say where you can see these quality, um, like uh, controls that are being done and are available online, then I, I think that you can just sort of like choose uh, the ones that um, that 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 you kind of like feel uh, you've got recommended and you feel safe using that. So yeah, thank you all for being such an incredible audience um, and amazing panelists, and for CB2 to being our wonderful partner to to run this online event. So yeah, thank you. If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com.